This show may contain strong language and sexual content. If you're a minor looking for information or help without all the grown-up stuff, visit our website at mygayagendapodcast.com for resources. This episode contains discussion of medical transphobia, discourse surrounding labels, systemic oppression, and the COVID-19 pandemic. It also contains discussions about the LGBTQIA community, but you probably figured that out already. It's right in the title. Monday, we're super gay. Tuesday is also gay. Wednesday is still pretty gay. And Thursday, I have a night class. Friday, we continue to be gay. Saturday is the gayest day. Sunday, yeah, it's still gay, but we also record a podcast. Hello and welcome to My Gay Agenda, an investigative podcast where we interview the queer community and plan our world domination. My name is Jay. My name is CJ, and we are your co-conspirators and trying to figure out what it is that cishet people think it is we're doing. Uh, but CJ, what's on the buy schedule for today? What a what a rowdy year it's been. <laughs> huh. What a rowdy if I was to use any adjective for this year, 2020, it'd be rowdy. I, I think that is a respectful choice, considering. <laughs> <laughs> that's like when, when you go to see, like see a show or a movie that's like not good, but you walk out like, it had potential. Uh, going to the stage door of 2020 and saying, that was interesting. Wow, you, you did a lot of work back there. <laughs> you did it again. Man, you must be tired. <laughs> Loved your costume. <laughs> you had so many lines. <laughs> So what's on the buy schedule today is that we have gone over this past year Mm -hmm. of all the wonderful guests we've had the honor of chatting with, and we're just doing a highlights reel of what was on their gay agendas. It's a sort of like end of the year checkup that we've done every year. Yeah, yeah. The (laughs) the year itself sucked, but our guests were rad and their agenda items were also rad. Yeah, and we want to we want to talk about those little bright spots. Yeah, so we're gonna do that. Um, I covered, but we interviewed eighteen people total this year. So I covered the first half, and Jay covered the second half. So that's how we're gonna read them. Let's go. Imagine yourself in January of twenty twenty. Can't do it. Impossible. (laughs) Impossible. That was five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. But at that time, our first guest of the year was Tucker Moses Hansen. And uh, we talked a lot about the movie Cats. Oh my god. Because it was, was January of 2020. That was this year? That was this year. Oh no. <laughs> and their gay agenda item was divesting from the fast fashion industry. Um, learning ways to make clothing more sustainable. Mm. And the quote I pulled for them, I didn't pull a quote for everybody, but I liked this one. Their quote was, do the whole queer reclamation thing, but in the $3 bin. Yes. Yes. <laughs> God, I can't wait till I feel safe going to thrift stores again. Oh my God. My uh, mom, I asked for, uh, among other things, blazers for christmas and she ventured to a thrift store and got me two blazers that i'm gonna have to figure out how to resize because the blazers are lovely i am just an incredibly small person (laughs) and shoulder pads on me make me look like i'm doing a high school production of guys and dolls (laughs) 
<laughs> so I'm working real hard on those blazers because I'm like, like Tucker said, I'm not gonna throw them out. I'm mm. gonna figure something to do with them. Mm. But it's not wear them in their current state. <laughs> Alteration. Alteration. Woo. Break out the old sewing machine. Hell yeah. It's it's been a second for her. Next up, uh, we spoke with Jonathan Edmondson, uh, and his gay agenda was relaying stories through theater that are universally relatable while also being queer stories. Mm. So that was a lot about, like, uh, talking about how just because, like, a story has, like, queer elements doesn't mean, like, oh, this is the gay play, you yeah. know? This is the gay movie. Absolutely. I was feeling that a lot, like, you know, with that, uh, what was the name of Happiest Season? Was that movie that came out? With yes. The- the lesbians. Yeah. And everybody was like, okay, but this relationship seems like it's garbage. Yeah. Yeah. In this, in the same vein of, like, all of our stories having to be tragedies, it also feels like um, none of the relationships are allowed to be healthy in movies for us. Mm. Mm. So can we change that? I, I would love that. <laughs> Though, also, I'm just going to watch Portrait of a Lady on Fire until I'm dead. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good, that's a good, uh, plan. (laughs) Like, on the one hand, it's like, I don't want to, like, I totally agree with Jonathan, where it's like, I want, like, queer stories to be in every story and recognized as universal. Mm. But God, the lesbianism, the lesbians, (laughs) (laughs) portrait of a lady of fire. It's so powerful. (laughs) More stories where characters just happen to be gay. Yes. Happen to be trans. Happen to be non-binary. Please. <laughs> yes. We do other things. <laughs> I Believe it or not, I do other things besides gay. I know. This may also shock you, Jay. But... <laughs> <laughs> I know this podcast isn't a good example, but we do talk about things other than how queer we are. It is rare, but it does happen. <laughs> it does happen. Um, next up episode 60 we talked with my little brother nick higgins had to, had to, had to get the whole clan everybody in <laughs> get in here <laughs> and his was a very unique uh gay agenda item that admittedly sort of like came and went so to speak mm. because his goal was that by the end of january 2020 he was going to be able to do a split did we did we follow up on that yeah, the answer was no. No, he didn't. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's reasonable. We did, like, we did this interview, like, by the time the interview came out, mm-hmm. it had been February. Mm. So, like, it was pretty, like, right away, it was like, it didn't happen for him. <laughs> but you know what? He, he had managed to get pretty low. He got yeah. it. I believe there's a picture of it on our social media right right i'm sorry i just have the memory of a, a goldfish on stimulants um i do remember that now what? oh okay got it got it i thought you were i i don't i thought you were recalling a goldfish on stimulants no 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 like i have this fond memory of this goldfish on stimulants <laughs> and it reminded me of your brother uh no, no, no. in some ways <laughs> That is simply the the most accurate description of how my memory, um, how how garbage it is. But now that now that we have talked about it for a little bit, I do vaguely remember. 
it it was like I I think I I was uh spending the weekend with my family on between January 31st and February 1st and I was like, "All right, Nick, it's your time." <laughs> Go get them. Progress is progress uh, is progress. But maybe it'll be January 2021. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to follow up again. Every February from now until whenever, I am just going to ask Nick if he managed to do a split. Mm. And we'll see how it goes. He's very athletic, so. <laughs> Next up was Tabs. And uh, Tabs's gay agenda item was, uh, in general, just positivity. Uh, she wanted uh, people to see that Butch Dykes have lives outside of the violence that they occasionally experience. Mm. Um, and she wanted to show the world that being a Butch Dyke is really awesome. And it's awesome to, like, be queer and, like, what different perspectives that brings to one's life and all that. Just positivity all I mean, around. Granted, I'm an easy sell. But, like, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> you had me at Butch Dykes. Honestly. I'm in. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I mean, like, I don't even have much to add to that one. It's just incredibly good. No, it's just, yeah, it's a solid agenda item. Yeah. It's a good pick. Good job, Tabs. <laughs> you did it. No goofs. Just, yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> no goofs, just great. No goofs except for me swooning, but you know. <laughs> yeah, let me, let me, uh, let me go to my book of Butch Dyke jokes and just <laughs> rattle them off. <laughs> Uh, next up, we've got Jason Boyesque, who, uh, his gay agenda item was to have trans and black voices, um, especially black trans people's voices, amplified in the gay agenda in general. And then his goofy one was infiltrating systems of power with the gayest, gayest people possible. Yes. And we we did spend a good amount of time in his gay agenda swooning over Janelle Monet, and I stand by that. Yeah, no, that's uh, as it was then, as it is now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like our systems of power, but I, I will say it again. If Janelle Monet wants to go ahead and take charge, I'm not going to say no. This was also the episode where I spectacularly failed... Um, handkerchief coding and and i'll just go ahead and say that i have done absolutely nothing in order to learn it since that point (laughs) (laughs) so i would fail it all over again that's you know that's fair it's yeah no it's not was it was uh not every agent has to uh attack each agenda item not every agent must know the hanky code it's true it's true (laughs) it sure isn't gonna be me Meanwhile, one of my partners did flag at Christmas, but you know, it's fine. (laughs) Incredible! (laughs) We'd love to see it. (laughs) Oh, boy. Alright, next up we have Peter Andrew Danzig, and let's take one moment to honor and warn the fact that this was our last in-person interview Uh, of 2020. I was looking at the list, I was like, "Was was that the turning point? Yep, that was that was the last time we were able to interview somebody in person. Woof. Woof indeed. That's very early in the list, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We right right on there. Though I if if I was to pick a last place to be, it would be that room full of like Sailor Moon figurines. Mm. 
mm-hmm. like action figures and stuff. Like their their rooms of their home were just chock a block full of toys, and it was amazing. Truly, truly, in their house, I felt that we were being watched over by the spirit of Brittany. Yes, yes, yes. Brittany was there. She was with us. It was incredible. Um, and the energies were all over that episode. Yes. <laughs> so Peter's gay agenda item um, was a few parts. So um, the the highlight is uh, trans-affirming surgeries for women of color specifically, um, discussing that transgender people in general shouldn't have to get a diagnosis of gender dysphoria and or a letter from a therapist mm. in order to pursue affirming uh, surgeries and pointing out that people of color face these obstacles most of all. Um, He wanted to fight managed care and start looking at mental health in a way that doesn't come from social structures, but comes from psychopathology, neuropathology, and looking at actual mental issues instead of assigning ones based on how society perceives marginalized people. Thorough. So they, they came in with a full book. Yeah. I feel like there's, like, a whole wing of the agenda that, like, Peter's got covered. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Like, Peter's over there. They got this one. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, I, having pursued gender-affirming surgery this year, I could say that both, there were a lot of obstacles in place for me to do that, and also, it was stupendously easier for me, a thin white person, to access that care. Mm. Like, I could see both all of the obstacles being put in place and also how much easier it was for me to overcome them and, like, how many more are given to other people who aren't white, aren't able-bodied, stuff like that. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. So I fully agree with Peter. <sighs> yes. Yeah. Next up, we had a return uh, with Quinn B. Rodriguez. Ah, uh, Yes. Yes, and their gay agenda item was to keep playing more queer TTRPG characters. From what I understand, they've been nailing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I liked in the episode, they were like, I have started playing more actual play, and I was like, oh wait, shit, I can make my characters non-binary too? And I'm like, I've been doing that from the get-go! <laughs> Even before I knew what non-binary meant, I was like, none of my characters are gonna have genders this time. <laughs> play in the space yeah yeah Mm -hmm. um it's a it's a big big beautiful wide world when it comes to role-playing games and i feel based on looking at their twitter that they really played in that space Mm -hmm. so good Mm -hmm. job quinn next up we've got jacqueline siegel um and her gay agenda item was to make people recognize and appreciate the glorious mosaic her words the glorious mosaic of different identities, and to reduce stigma and discrimination against the queer communities. Mm. Mm-hmm. I just really like the phrasing of glorious mosaic. Yes. Because it is. Yes, it is very, um, I don't know, it feels good. <laughs> <laughs> it feels yeah. I wanted to say aggrandizing, but I feel like that has negative connotations. Mm. Um, I, I, I would say maybe evocative. It is evocative, but also, like, we are grand. Yeah. Queer queer folks are grand, so I think it can be aggrandizing. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. Um, We're grand as fuck. Yeah, there's been a lot of discourse I've seen online uh, this year about how 
um, some of us really, really, really cling to the um, labels and like the boxes. Um, and of course, it's good to have labels available because it can be very helpful to people. Um, but yes. there has been a real fight to like draw up the lines of where one identity begins and one ends. And mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure who that helps. Yeah. And it's definitely a more yeah. recent uh, thing for our community. Because, gosh, I feel like... I mean, obviously there's a lot of problematic language in the old days, but also I feel like um, there were so many words that could cover so many identities. And mm-hmm. then there were the more specific ones. But, like, I, yeah, I don't know. I like the idea of the glorious mosaic without yes. being like, over here is the word that you use if you're bi but like women, and over here is the word if you only like women but here's the word if you're non-binary and like women it's like let people use the terms that here's the thing Uh, here's how i feel is that there is no the word Mm. you know Mm -hmm. like i there there was a lot of i in in my areas there was a lot of discourse over like words like joy friend and like tender Ah, queer and like the like softer (laughs) softer identities and stuff like that and it's like there was a lot of people being like, just kill me before calling me a joy friend or stuff like And it's like, I don't want, like, I personally don't want to be called a joy friend, mm-hmm. but also it's great that people like being called joy friends. That's because there is no the word yes. for, like, being non-binary in a relationship with somebody else. Some people will enjoy the word joy friend, some people will enjoy the word partner, like mm-hmm. I do. And there's, like, a million other different words. Yes. There's not just one... There's not, like, a rule. And there's ways to fight against the concept of there being a rule without putting other words down. Yes, and, like... Joy friend is great, and it's not the only option. And words do mean things, because, like, I don't know, not everyone, not anyone in the queer community could call themselves a lesbian, because that does mean something, to a degree. Um... But I, th- I do think there is a middle ground between recognizing that words mean something and being very, very, very strict about who's allowed to use specific terms. There, We should know, our community should know that things lie on a spectrum and it doesn't have to be one or the other. Yeah. Sorry yeah. for this tangent. It's been sitting on no, me. No, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's important. It's like, what does that even stand to benefit anyway? <laughs> like. Yeah. It literally break breaks my back in no capacity if somebody uses the word bi and their definition of it is different from mine. Mm. It affects me in literally no way. It, it It's not like cishet people are learning these definitions, right? <laughs> like, I'm still gonna have to explain myself. Like, I'm still gonna have people asking me if being bisexual means I have a boyfriend and a girlfriend. Like, that's not gonna change. Yeah. Uh, do you think a cishet person cares to learn the difference between uh, what you say sapphic means and what you say trixic means? They don't. They don't. They're not gonna learn it. They're not gonna learn it. And if you want to use one of those words to describe your particular attraction to women, that's rad. Um, they haven't even heard the word sapphic. Like, I can't even <laughs> express how behind cishet people are. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely bananas. Yeah. Like, it, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's a glorious mosaic. Like, if you're gonna base your stuff on what cishet people perceive of us, you're gonna have a really hard time. They barely let trans people exist. <sighs> oh, yeah. Whatever. Anyway, last up on my list was Cece Telez. 
And uh, her gay agenda was a lot around uh, her organization, Les Run, which is a uh, running club for queer folks mm. that has a chapter in Philadelphia. And uh, her gay agenda item was continuing to grow Les Run across the country, as well as like internationally branching out um, to give back to the community and be a constant presence in order to uh, like give visibility uh, and make people think twice about their perceptions of queer people mm. um, and developing meaningful relationships with members of the queer community early. Like she talked a lot about like visiting high schools and things like yes, that. Yes, yes. <laughs> Which was incredibly powerful to me, a person who figured out a lot about their queer identity doing cross country for that one year. <laughs> There's a lot of problems with the internet, but I am sure glad that it's letting younger people learn about queer stuff yeah. and, like, be introduced to the community at earlier ages than perhaps we got to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's great. Mm-hmm. I was, I was pretty on the internet, and I still didn't have language for, like, non-binary identity until, like, well into college. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, like, not just the internet, it is great to have. It's so nice that we now have the opportunity to have and be queer mentors. I'm never, yeah. I'm never gonna, uh, be over the, the loss of, I mean, who would, who would get over the loss of an entire generation? I'm not saying this gracefully. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I personally talk about this a lot because I think about it a lot, about, like, having lost that whole generation of, of, mm -hmm. uh, queer folks and um how there were a lot of us who didn't have mentors or access to the community because of that yeah the future the, the present is bad in a lot of ways but we do have that and that's nice i think <laughs> that is nice yeah again tangent i'm sorry i'm bringing the tangents today it's a podcast <laughs> like that's what we're here for like oh no we talked <laughs> We talked about relevant subjects. God forbid. Look, I was I was socialized as a woman. I'm going to apologize for speaking my mind. There it is. Oof. All right. Well, that's the end of my list. So take it away, Jay. Right. Okay. So, um, I was about to make a joke about the term joy friend because our next one was our friend Joy. Uh, <laughs> hey! I love that. <laughs> uh, joy Taney or Henlo Bullfrog, uh... Their agenda items included continuing their education regarding racism and learning from black leadership in the queer community and doing the work and finding ways to take sustainable action and contribute in the fight for racial justice. Hell which yeah. Which is great. That's great. We, yes, Indeed. that's a good item. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, am, I am always on team education. You never stop learning. Uh, just, even outside of school, especially outside of school, mm -hmm. like... Mm -hmm. Gotta gotta always be educating yourself, um, especially on like social issues and like yes. about other people in and out of your communities. Mm -hmm. Always be learning. Uh, and I know that a lot of um, our conversation too. Uh, well, a lot maybe. Joy, <laughs> Joy touched on. <laughs> Joy touched on um, finding ways to take that action, um, specifically like as a disabled person. Um, mm. and I think that is a really, really, um, good facet of that conversation to have because we all have different capabilities of how to help. And that is not to say anyone should go online and be like, I wish I could do more. I'm sorry that I can't do the things. Um, because 
that's again like you know what does that help just do what you can uh apologizing for not doing things only exhausts uh the people you're fighting for (laughs) it's just asking for forgiveness and that's not an effort anybody needs to be yeah putting in it's like there was that rash (laughs) of people talking about ally fatigue and it's like just if you're tired just take a break you don't have to tweet about it (laughs) there doesn't have to be a word for it that's just that's just being tired friend that's just being tired take a break take care of yourself and then jump back in you do not have to be like i'm tired of pointing out racism it's so exhausting oh my gosh because like yeah i mean arguing with a family member about racism would could be exhausting would be exhausting yeah um just take a break (laughs) sure it's exhausting hey you want to know what's even more exhausting experiencing racism yeah so I thought that was a lovely facet of the conversation that Joy brought up and, and explored. Indeed. Yes. Um, yeah. Our next interview was with Andy Randolph. Uh, and um, I am definitely missing some some nuance in their agenda item because I mostly All wanted right. to write down the quote, burn everything down. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, which, you know, they were speaking about taking everything down and rebuilding it because, you know, instead of trying to fix a broken system. Yes change the system um but mostly i just wanted to write down burn everything down because oh that speaks to me to quote every non-profit organization right now now more than ever (laughs) yes burn it all down i can't do this anymore (laughs) i'm done so uh thank you andy for that (laughs) yes Um, thank you andy you are correct (laughs) Our next interview is with James Nish, uh, whose agenda item was to illustrate or be involved in a book or comic book that contains um, what they've learned and positive messages, um, and for everybody to have equal access to a good life and the right to pursue something purposeful and fulfilling, which is lovely. Yay! I, I distinctly remember this one because I said absolutely nothing of value right after that <laughs> and just spent the whole time going... That was beautiful! And I'm feeling that exact same way right now. Yeah, no, it's really nice. It's It's just very lovely and good. Thank you, James. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, now I'm just, like, (laughs) sitting in the niceness again. That that was a very positive interview. (laughs) It's just like, now I'm back there. It was! was, Yeah. I mean, like, listen, listen... Being able to, like, listen back on the year in review every year just reminds me that all of our guests are amazing, awesome people and super badass. They all are. And there are no fa- there are no favorites. Everyone is has their own particular flavor that they bring, and it's lovely. We're... James, this was just very lovely. <laughs> <laughs> We're so fortunate to get to speak to so many wonderful, kind, fascinating individuals. Just yeah. taking a second to say, we're lucky. We are really lucky. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm excited for who we talk to in 2021. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Oh, it's, More I'm lovely just, people. Try not to be excited about too much in 2021, because I don't want to jinx anything, but I know for a fact <laughs> that that part of life will be good. <laughs> yes. Agreed. We're not just going to be like, oh no, bad guests. (laughs) I don't think that's super jinxable. Thank goodness. Um, Yeah, that would be absolutely bananas. (laughs) Our next interview was with Renaissance Noir. Um, And 
uh, her agenda was uh, telling people to mind their goddamn business. <laughs> yes! And also so powerful. telling people to treat people with dignity. Um, I believe there was something along the lines of uh, leave people alone or give them money. Yes. Um, yes, yes, And yes, Renaissance yes, yes. also brought up the concept of fixing problems at their roots instead of trying to fix a broken system. Um, mm. But also, remember to mind your goddamn business. Remember to mind your goddamn business. It's a good, it's a good reminder. Yes. Look, I'm a, I'm a yeah, nosy person. I have to remind myself that every day. <laughs> I'm gonna get that in, like, the live, laugh, love text as, like, a decal for the for my wall. <laughs> Just remember, mind your own goddamn business. I'm gonna get it um, printed on the back of some booty shorts. <laughs> yes. Shorts with mind yes. your goddamn business written on the butt. Yes. <laughs> Uh, is it too late Perfect. to make new merch? <laughs> well, we haven't made old merch yet. Yeah, that's so true. We can absolutely make new merch. I was counting the stickers that we have given to Patreon patrons, I guess. But like... that's fair. That that I that does fall under the realm of merch. Is true. <laughs> Next up in our shop, mind your goddamn business shorts. <laughs> yes. uh, following that was our interview with J.R. Blackwell, uh, hey. bringing the big big dad energy. Um, yes. And JR uh, said she wanted to make it easier for those that come after her. Uh, and I wrote down the quote, yes. widening the, I, I'm paraphrasing, but uh, widen the trail so other people have an easier time walking down it. Yes. I love that. Yes. I love that. Yes. I love that. All of our guests are just so powerful. Yes. <laughs> and I know I already, I already dug into my feelings about uh, queer mentorship and, and uh, helping the queer youths, but like. Ugh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> correct. C- correct. <laughs> JR, you're correct. <laughs> we knew that already, but just affirming. <laughs> um, hey, you knew that, and I knew that, but the audience needed to hear <laughs> All dads think they're right. JR Blackwell brings the correct dad energy. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, then we interviewed Austin Ramsey, uh, whose agenda item was tabletop role-playing games. <laughs> uh, yes. And specifically, I think, <laughs> continuing to make queer-friendly and queer-accessible games, which, as as a mm. queer who likes to play games, yes, yeah, I like that. I, um, mm-hmm. uh, I recently ran a game um, of Monster of the Week for some family members of mine, and it was the new version of the sheets where... They have, like, a section on the character sheet for pronouns. And Neat. it made my family, like, think about that for a minute. And then my aunt made their character made her character use they, them pronouns. And I was like, yay! Ah! <laughs> That's neat. Hell yeah. Because um, so it's not even making, like, things like that don't even just make the games, you know, accessible for us queer folk or friendly to us queer folk. It also can make the cishets think. Think. Like Which minute. I think we can all agree, uh, they uh, on the on the whole can do a little more of. <laughs> just just a little more is a treat. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, I, we've we've talked to a lot of different RPG people. <laughs> we have, we have. Um, I think it's a very it's a very queer space. <laughs> it's it's simultaneously, and this is true of a lot of spaces. Um, there's the unfathomably gay 
area, mm. and then there's the wait, what's a pronoun area. Yes. And I need them to smush together. Yes. Um, I think it's fascinating because it's like how everyone thinks that, you know, everyone in theater is super gay. Um, although those who are us in, who, those of us who are in theater know that there is a section of theater that is unmeasurably straight. Um, yes. And dare I say, ooh. homophobic and transphobic. You dare. Among you other can, bigotries. Yes. A lot of racism. I dare you to dare. It's, <laughs> it is true. <laughs> uh, I think there there is a large amount of queer folks in both theater and TTRPG. And it's like, gee, I wonder why queer folks are fascinated by the exploration of identity and role playing and uh, to some degree escapism. Hmm. Funny that. Hmm. I don't get hmm. the appeal. We'll never know. <laughs> I, you know, correlation is not causation or whatever. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Unrelatable content. I can't relate to that. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you for making those games, Austin. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Our, our next interview was with Quentin J. Alexander. Uh, hey. And Quentin's big gay agenda item was getting people to acknowledge that all vampires are gay. Yes! Um, but I also would like to point out that that was also uh, an episode where we had a long discussion about how there should be relationship resumes, and I still stand by that. Yes. <laughs> is Correct. it just a fancier Tinder bio? Yes. But communication is important. <laughs> I want a references list. I want a references yes. list. <laughs> yes. Give me character references. I want to warn people about my bad exes. Put on your resume if you think vampires are gay or not, because that will tell me all I need to know. Yes. Yes. That makes or breaks it. <laughs> um, <laughs> There's only one answer, and that answer is unequivocally. Yes. yes. There are... There's maybe one exception with Edward Cullen, but again... Do we have proof? Do we have proof? He could just be. He could just be very far into the, uh, the um, repression zone. I don't know. I I lost track of that <laughs> as I was you saying. You just it. don't live that long and be straight. You can live like, that I'm long sorry. and repress it. I mean, yeah, but the the truth is out there. Yes. yes. All vampires are gay. Anyway, all vampires are gay. Our next interview is with Cal Null, uh, and Cal wanted to preach positivity and and they, their agenda included not letting yourself get burnt out and detangling themselves mm. from the concept of work equaling self-worth which mm. i know in our interview i said oh i needed to hear that too and you know what re-listening to it i was like oh i needed to hear it again <laughs> yeah yeah oh. <laughs> oh my god i i was feeling a lot of those feels uh like during november and also this past month of uh because like I can't do a lot while I'm recovering, mm. um, and it's like, don't do anything. You're recovering. Stop. It. <laughs> yeah. And just trying to like toe that line because like I I did wind up like doing a video project, but it's like I was doing that because like I was having fun with it and I was bored, not because I was like, oh, I need to work here. This will make me money. Yeah. Because there's not a chance that Christendom me watching 25 Christmas Girls back to back would make me money. No, Cal talks a lot about like um, doing hobbies and fun things for the sake of doing hobbies and fun things and not like, because we do stop ourselves and be like, oh, I can't. I, I can't cross-stitch if I'm not good enough at cross-stitching to sell finished cross-stitches uh, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know. Again, hearing them say that again, I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. 
Yep, yep, yep. Internalize it. Interzo- <laughs> internalize it. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Get that as a live, laugh, love decal. Internalize, internalize, but that internalize. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna summon internalization. Yes. Uh, look into the mirror it- three, uh, and say three times, internalize, and... <laughs> Um, anyway, uh... <laughs> oh, for that to be how it worked. I'd love that. <laughs> our our final interview before our, our long, long break, uh, was with Adira Slattery. And Adira's agenda was to queer up every aspect of her life, like her house, yes. her social life, her work, everything. Um, yes, and yes, again, yes. I said it before and I'll say it again, that speaks, that resonates very much with me. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I've I've got the honking huge trans flag right behind me, so yeah, yeah. I want every possible thing in my life that could be queer to be queer, and the things that couldn't be queer, I'll find a way. I will queer this. <laughs> How can I queer this chair? My uh, my one partner got me a razor set for Christmas so that I can give myself queer haircuts, which already, you know, is pretty queer. Um, but he did manage to find a set where all of the different clips are rainbow colors <laughs> and it's like good i need everything i own to be as gay as possible fancy <laughs> my my parents got me a um tea towel that has uh sketches of pride landmarks oh. on it which is incredibly good do i know what to do with the tea towel no <laughs> do i want to use this at all for fear of marking it up in any way no, it's just hanging up over there right now because I don't know the alternative because it's incredibly good. So, but like, are we queering tea towels? Yes, everything, everything. Yes, every aspect. All over the place. <laughs> every aspect. If that wasn't already yes. on the agenda, Adira has made it so, and we will. That's true. Have to honor that because yeah. it's a very good That's one. That's true. That's true. That is the conceit of our whole podcast. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that Yay. was that was all of our interviews with those really good agenda items. Throw those on the list. Amazing. Mark them down. Glad we got them on record. So let's talk about our... Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. It's tough to call them, like, New Year's resolutions. But first of all, New Queer's resolutions. And second of all, they're just... They're just milestone gay agenda items, really, when push comes to yeah, shove. Yeah, I guess now we revisit... The items that the goals we set for ourselves back in 2019. <sighs> uh, well, if I recall correctly, mine was to educate myself more <laughs> on like what Joy was saying on like social issues, yes. uh, communities that I am not a member of, and stuff like that. And like that, like I I don't want to elaborate too much on it, just because I don't want to be like I was the good ally. Like, that is not my point. I will simply say that there is no end goal for that um, Mm. in general. Like, there's no landmark where it's like, you did it, but I did work and will continue to. Yeah. Um, I really like that you you, you mentioned being a a better advocate, ally, and accomplice. Um, And I can't speak too much to the ally work, Uh, but... um, nor can I. That's, yes, yeah. that's not my call. Yeah, yeah, no, that's you know that's the ongoing journey certainly, and as is being an advocate yeah. and an accomplice. But like, uh, let me say that I see I see you educating people online, and I I I think you're an amazing accomplice. Thank you. 
I, I try my darndest. <sighs> so, uh... <laughs> oh, no! God, a whole year ago, um, I wrote down a few quotes from myself, and it, it was kind of a bummer. <laughs> oh, no. I said that I wanted to, quote-unquote, nail down what my whole deal is. <laughs> Did, well, did not do that. Uh, I would argue that that's a tough goal because your deal can change at any time. And it does. <laughs> Pe- people are flexible. You are not beholden um, to be have the same deal one day after the other. I, I did start making a gender tracker in my bullet journal, and that has shed some light a little bit on my feelings um, about gender, but... Um, not a satisfying amount. <laughs> so it's fine. It's fine. I've just, uh, I've, I, I'm living in uh, gender agnosticism right now. Um, love it. But I will, I'll just revamp that because I did say I was going to eat, pray, love my way to a solid gender identity. And I do think that's a lovely ongoing goal. <laughs> and I wanted to be more involved in the community, um, both like politically and socially, which I... I I did what I could in the circumstances and considering my own tumultuous health this year. Uh, <laughs> but I also wanted to be forgiving towards myself for when I can't be out or correct people in situations where it's not safe or prudent to be out. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I didn't go a lot of places. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I did have a few work instances where I was like, I will not bring up gender right now because i don't want to deal with it and that's okay (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's super fair so yeah mixed bag mixed bag (laughs) it sounds it sounds like you did do work and put work into those goals and again i would argue that not a lot of them have definitive end points so yeah you know, it's very on brand for me to set unachievable goals and then beat myself up for not achieving the unachievable <laughs> goals. <laughs> Someone give me a grade on my gender identity at the end of the year. Look, I'll talk to my therapist about it, you know, in two days. <laughs> but uh, at least it's my great. brand is consistent. True. So new queers resolutions for 2021. Yes. Mine is, uh, on a, there's, like, a, like, a personal one, and then, like, I don't know, a more, like, having fun one, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, Especially, uh, I'm not, I'm not trying to bank on being able to, like, go outside and, like, hang out with people in person and stuff like that. Like, I'm not, like, erring, erring on the side of caution, cautious optimism, but caution, um, so, with that in mind, um, I have a bunch of instruments around my apartment and an okay approximate, like, ability on them, and I'd really like to actually dedicate time to learning and improving on those instruments. Mm. I always feel a little bit bad putting, like, oh, can play violin on my resume because, like, I guess I can, but can I? I have I? seen you and heard you play violin. It's all right. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's room for improvement. And I'm not trying to beat myself up there. It's just a no, fact there's room for improvement. And I'd like to use this time that I am shut inside of my apartment to work toward that improvement. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And on a personal note, I'd like to finally find a therapist. Mm. Mm. I, it's yeah. been long overdue, and I would like to go, now that I have a health insurance that will last, hopefully, knock on wood, last me more than a year, because mm-hmm. my health insurance has always been very, like, changing. Uh, yes, So yeah. it's it's never been helpful to, like, actually, like, nail down a relationship with somebody who's been like, oh, great, now I have to pay for it. But now that I have a more consistent situation, um, health insurance-wise... I would like to seek out a therapist. I, as someone who did that finally this year, I recommend it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and if you want to chat about experience and strategy or whatever after recording, let me know. Uh, Amazing. But yeah, those are love. Those are lovely new queers resolutions. Yeah, those are both things I feel like I can work from work on at home. Yeah, but yeah. could also work on if. Best case scenario, shit opens up again. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're um, flexible and achievable. <laughs> Which is nice. <laughs> I admire that. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I have uh, three points for my new career's resolution, and I sort of see it as if I can achieve the first one, I can work on the second one, and then the third one, and so on. Because uh, my first point is just s- survive. That's a really good one. Would love to do that. Um, and if I can do that, I want to work on uh, loving myself and taking care of myself. And in turn, uh, being better able to love and take care of others. Which is not to say I want to take care of myself for the sake of purely caring for others. That's not right. the healthiest motivation, certainly. But sure, I would like both. And I know that it's harder to do one without the other. <laughs> mm. um, yeah. And I want to make queer art. I want to make art yes. in general, but like every all art I make is inherently queer art. Um, I would argue, and yes. you know, especially the, the 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 most low bar here thing is that I made my drag debut. Uh, de- well, yeah. mm, technically the year before, I I made my digital drag debut um, with one number, and then I have not made any other drag number since so i'm like what if in 2021 i make a second drag number (laughs) yes well that that drag number fucking rocked it rocked out loud and everybody like in the because i i I produced the event everyone in the comments was like (laughs) yeah like going absolutely wild for it so i'm really excited to see what what you what you do next whenever it happens you know what me too (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh cross our fingers that i i have i bought props i bought costume pieces i have a concept i have yes. not done any other work besides i'm so sorry it's cool. <laughs> that's my um alarm telling me to take my brain pills <laughs> so yeah those are my those are my new careers resolutions for 2021 i love them yeah and um i hope that Every, all of our listeners and beyond, I don't know, set stuff for yourself as well if it, if it helps and if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that don't depend on the year changing in order for shit to get better. Yes. yes. A lot of 2020 was an unfolding of events that were bound to happen based on a system of capitalism and oppression. That's not gonna go away in 2021. 
unless we burn it all down. Yeah. It's nice to have a, like, landmark of time to set as, like, a fresh start, but it's not, it is not a magical switch. So, like, you know, use that if it's helpful, but yeah, do not expect it to just be better on its own. Yep. Like, I see a bunch of people being like, 2020 was the year where there there was a lot of social justice stuff. I'm like, oh, was 2020 the year for that? Hmm. I must have missed all the other years, huh? Hmm. (laughs) Funny that. (laughs) And also just a reminder that it's not just the new year where you can set goals for yourself or decide to change behaviors or set new habits. Uh, Yeah. You can do that anytime. Literally any second that you're like, I want to change a thing or I want to do a thing, that's a great time to do it. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Cool. Um, listen to our show. You did, you you did this one, so good job. Uh, We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else those go out into the internet. Feel free to give us a rating. I was actually reading through some of our uh, Apple Podcasts uh, reviews the other day. Because there were some that went up that I didn't realize. And they were really lovely. So thanks to yeah. the folks who who uh, shared those. So if you are so inclined, join them. Bless you uh, all. Yes. Because um, we're we're five, five out of five stars on Apple Podcasts right now. And that's very wonderful and lovely. Hell yeah. Uh, we're also on social media. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at GayAgendaCast. Um... I think, yeah, those are the two social medias. Um, you can also find us on Patreon, uh, like Rachel New Queers Higgins and <laughs> Tanny Sneal. Maybe 2021 will be the year that I actually make some content for the Patreon. <laughs> I wanna see content. <laughs> that sweet, sweet content. <laughs> I have not been very active on social media because of said tumultuous health, but if you want to prod me into yelling about um, media and my hot queer takes on media, mm. I'm on Twitter and very prodable at underscore glitter goblin underscore. And sometimes I link to other social media from there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. You can also apparently find me on TikTok. Because now yeah. I'm technically making money off of TikTok. It's been three whole dollars so far. <laughs> CJ's uh, TikTok icon. <laughs> TikTok available. Do you want to share your TikTok username or do you want to just have people find you like a, a queer scavenger hunt? Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay. You'll get there if you get there, you know? If you find them, the prize is that you get to watch CJ's TikToks. <laughs> What an illustrious prize that is. I I think it is. They're great. (laughs) I have fun. I play in the space. Thank you for joining us for another year. Um, Or just one episode, if this is the first one you've listened to. That's fine, too. Thank you for joining us, period. Um, Until next time, put this in your gay agenda. Change the world. Love yourself. Tell, tell a friend how much they mean to you. Hey, you mean a lot to me, Jay. Oh, CJ, you mean so much to me. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and that.